0: What's up, guys? On this episode of Drugs and Stuff, our main topic is Trend E versus Trend Ace. After that, we've got steroids in the news, and then we've got a bunch of listener questions. If you guys want to take part in the next show, then comment below with your questions, plus comments and likes, all that stuff. It helps to boost us in the algorithm. This week, using insulin pins for your TRT. Does gear affect your eyesight? Novadex for a female competitor trying to lose lower body fat. TRT. Go to a doctor, go to a rejuvenation clinic, or go to UGL. Do you start your AI at the beginning of a cycle? Plus a bunch more, guys. We're going to do it right now here on Drugs and Stuff. Get the gun out of the way here. Just keep that keep that at bay. Also, take the out off the screen. There we go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code ADVICES for some additional saving. Actually, we have our new code THINK, but I'm so programmed to say ADVICES. Both codes still work. Same high-quality third-party tested supplements. Dave Crossland, we've got a lot in store today. We're going to compare Tren Ace versus Tren E. We've got some steroids in the news, and we have a ton of listener questions. What's going on, man?
1: I just wondered how quickly you were trying to get the podcast shut down.
0: <laughs> with the with the firearms and uh... guns and then drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. Uh, that was all before it the nobody... show. That was all before the show. <laughs> but then again, if the ATF does come knocking down the door, that would probably if as long as we get the show up and lot you know out, that oh, would we get good.
1: Consulate... Yeah, it's got to be recorded. That that'd be good podcasting actually. So that would be
0: I good. Think... FBI, open up!
1: You got their number. I'll give him a ring. You are gonna make a quick call there? Yeah. Yeah. What's up, guys?
0: If you're uh, if you're tuning in here at YouTube, I want to say thank you to all of you for um, for the likes, the comments. Be sure to subscribe because we have several podcasts coming out each week. And Dave is with us here with drugs and stuff every Monday, whether you want him or not. I got to warn you guys too. Dave's in kind of a foul mood today. He's he's been in a he's been in a mad, bad mood. I think.
1: No, I feel better now. I feel better now because I've ranted.
0: We had a we had a therapy session before the show, and Dave Dave told me like everything that's going on and stuff. And then at the end, I hit the applause button. <laughs> it was, you wouldn't have been there, but it was really funny. It was good. It was like
1: it was perfect timing. Shit. it was just crap. But I have to humor him, otherwise he gets upset. Uh, oh, sorry, Scott. I forgot you were there.
0: By the way, too, we got some really good feedback on uh, uh, the impression of you that we played last week. Oh, God. He did one ah. of me. It, maybe I'll play this real quick. He did one of me. I don't hear it, but he does not sound at all uh, like like a British guy. I would have assumed this was an American here it is.
1: I, I, yeah. I don't think it sounds like you, but I do think he's got the American side of things off to a tee.
0: He does. Like, tell me, this does not sound. What's his name again? By the way, Jody Joe. Okay, we want. If you have if there's any talent agents out there, I do think that somebody should hire this guy. So this
1: is his or impression. Shoot him. His imp... Shooting would be good option as well. Quite happy for someone to shoot him. So
0: I have a friend in England, Richard Foster. He's so British. And he has a friend who does a
1: very good impression of her very own Jolly Dave here.
0: Like, that actually sounds like a guy from America, doesn't it? It does, yeah. I don't know if that's me, but it's a guy. I would not be like, oh, there's a British guy pretending to be, you know, American.
1: I I think he's got a good American accent. I just don't think he's got you.
0: Okay. Maybe a little more work on that, Joe? A little
1: Yes. Little I, I, effort. I would say... Five out of ten. Could do better. Must try harder.
0: I heard his Richard Foster, and I that was pretty good. Although, although I, I heard, heard that, although I heard, Richard does not like it. He doesn't
1: like it. Oh, <laughs> have you got it? I, I, I well, you we did no put, because look that twat sends me Jody Joe impressions of me now on a fucking daily basis. So if you've got one of Foster that he doesn't like, play it.
0: All right, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, here it is. Let's see. Let's see.
1: Because oh. I haven't heard this. He's kept this quiet. Because when you're thinking about trying to do a diet, you turn to a total fucking spastic.
0: Hold on a second. How about this? Here we go. <laughs> good
1: morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Depending on when you're watching this, my name is Rick from Strom.
0: <laughs> How's that?
1: That's, that's, yeah, that's good. That's pretty good. <laughs>
0: Richard should be yeah. Richard Should be uh, flattered by that. That was that was good.
1: I am so happy he doesn't like that. I need to get a copy of that and send it him daily. <laughs>
0: All right, we should get on with with business here. Um, I had a client who who asked me just yesterday. He said, "Do do we want to use Trend Ace or Trend Enanthate?" Now this is a this is a you know th- the same drug, right? Different ester. I. Uh, I thought this would make for a great topic. You know, which which is better, Trend E versus Trend Ace? All of it. Both at once. All of it. Yeah, I've done both at once, actually. All of the Trend. All the Trend. Now, All if you had to pick one or the other, um, what would be your reasoning? What would you pick first? Uh, Let's say we've got somebody who's dieting, uh, and and why would you pick that one?
1: Um, A lot would depend on the individual's experience and their experience with Trent. So um, I'm not. It's, you know, I've spoke about Trent on numerous occasions. I'm not a massive fan. I recognize its impact on a physique and I, I, without doubt, can't deny its strength. It's a very powerful drug. I just question whether the potential issues around 10 are worth the impact the drug has on your physique. and And I'm very much a less is more last few weeks comp prep sort of if you're going to use it. Same with powerlifting, you know, last few weeks coming into a show if you're going to use it. But having said all that, um, ACE is useful in that, that you can fine-tune your dosing and if you're having problems, you can pull it out very, very quickly. The downside to um, ACE is that it is a little bit of a, um, a fast impact. So you're, you're going to get hit hard. And quickly. Um, obviously, you can mitigate some of that by starting at a very low dose and seeing how it goes. Whereas with Nth, once it's in, you're sort of stuck with it for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's not as easy to manipulate the dose. So, so for argument's sake, we're trying to say you started at I don't know, 50 milligrams three times a week. Um, and you were feeling really good. You know then that the following week, if you say you decided to go up to 75, you would feel the impact of that pretty much immediately. Sure. And if it was going to be causing problems, you'd better pull it back down immediately. Where with nth, you, you could start an argument, say two, 300 meg a week, feel all right, but because you're not going to get peak levels for several weeks, you might go up to four, start having problems, and then it's like, right, where am I, is it the four, is it the three? I pull it back down and, and it just gets very, very messy very quickly. Yeah. If you know how you tolerate trend, then obviously Nth is a nice, stable, even way of delivering the drug. But one of the problems with trend is that its damage is accumulative. So you might be good for 400 tren a week on nth for five, six, seven cycles. And then on your 8th, you start having problems with it. And unfortunately, you can't predict that. Hmm. Um, so N- N- Ace does give you much more manipulation manipulation of your dose and much more manipulation of your cycle, which is true to the degree of any Ester. Um or should I say any fast-acting esther. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the big thing with TREN or the big concern with TREN is really down to its side effects. Yeah, uh, And it, it's, that's where we get problems. And obviously, if you're stuck in a, um, a bad anxiety position because of TREN, you don't want to have that sitting in your system for the next three, four weeks. Waiting for it to dissipate It's not a nice place to be So Generally yeah, Ace, Ace is good as long as you don't have an issue With the frequent injections Then, then, then Ace Is a very nice finishing tool Going into comp, both for strength Or, or for condition to be fair And hardness um, But, you know, if you're experienced And you know how your body works And you know how you can cope then you know, an Nth, Maybe even an Nth baseline with a, with a, a top-up of Ace just to finish it off, so to speak.
0: Yeah, I've done that before. The, the last contest prep cycle I had done, <clears throat> excuse me, I, um, I used a low dose of uh, Trend E, and then I kind of modulated that with Trend Ace on top. But I would say that, you know what, that I could get that. I pushed the dose a little higher that, that cycle. But I'd say in general... Um, Keeping the dose low with trend can still be quite effective. Like that's one where you can really get a lot out of a little. And and I'm, you know, I got to say, Dave, I'm in agreement with you on pretty much all of this, that it's something it's not the first thing I would add in. You know, if we're looking at a contest prep, I would say the last six to eight weeks is where the trend comes into play. And you're already probably running tests. You've already probably added in master on. I prefer the long astering, long acting masteron. So we've probably been on mast e, you know, since ten weeks out, you know, maybe twelve weeks out even. You know, we we add that in, uh, you know, six to eight weeks out, and it, you could start, you know, fifty milligrams every other day. You may never need to take more than that. Um, on the other hand, I think that there is. Um, more of a temptation to go higher with Trend E because it's already dosed at 200 milligrams per milliliter. So if you're taking a half a milliliter twice a week, you're like, hey, why don't we just double that? You know, you, now you're at 400 and now you don't really see what's going to happen. Like you said, Dave, for another several weeks, I do think that I've seen higher side effects on Tren E generally because it's going to take time to build up and people will end up taking more and more and more along the way until it turns into a problem, you know?
1: I, I think, like you said, though, as well, <clears throat> people tend to run fast-acting esters lower in general. They, yeah. they do tend to run fast-acting esters at lower doses. Um, and I think it, it, part of that's psychological because you are dosing it on a every-other-day sort of basis. You're very conscious of the amount you're taking in yeah um and and even though milligram sorry milliliters have no impact really on milligrams in the sense of of drug measurement um people still do look at a mill three times a week is three mil a week whereas a mill of nth is one mil a week and automatically you start to think well the three mil is more than the one mill yeah yeah. When when in fact it's probably not, but you know it, it's just how our brains work, so because it's it's more volume, so it's going to be more drug, isn't it yeah um so I think there's an element of that which which tends to self regulate dosing when you go into fast actors in a way because you automatically sort of start to view you're taking more than you are because of the frequency of dosing and the, the volume of fluid you're putting in at that point, sure um but yeah it's its I think one of the problems as well with a lot of people is they they they've got they they have a kitchen sink approach very often, particularly with comp prep. Oh yeah, Um, and so they don't always recognise the effects that adding something like training is doing to their physique because they've got so much of a shit going on. Um, and yet, if you simplified it down and kept it quite simple, you would really see how much it is impacting your physique and how much it can actually change physique at relatively low doses, Absolutely. but because you're, you're pissing about with this and that and the other, you, you don't know what's doing what. So, uh, I, I think a lot of people would, would actually, and I've never understood, I understand progressive cycle in a comp prep to a point but I've never understood why people can get to particularly high doses from three, four weeks out from a show because you're not really adding anything to it apart from creating more toxicity and more stress on your body. You know, they, they, you're only going to harden so much. Um And sticking more and more drugs in there is not going to change that.
0: Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> we all have to kind of learn that ourselves because we all want to try it. I mm. do think, you know, you touch on something I think is important that the difference between an off-season, excuse me, a non-competitor cycle and a competitor cycle is that you do start to feel competitive and you do start thinking you want that edge and you do start thinking, well, well, why don't I up the dose? Why don't I add in winstro Why don't I add in Halo for the last two weeks? And why don't I then up the trend? You know, like all those things start happening because you want that edge. But you're right, man. You can only take that so far. You can only get so hard, you know, do to drugs the rest of it's going to be getting the body fat off in order to, to show that you know
1: I mean I think most people could prep the last five weeks incredibly well test mast trend and and maybe an oral and and, and most people would find no real difference in coming in on that drug protocol as they would coming in on a drug protocol that's got armfuls of fucking different drugs in there
0: yeah, yeah.
1: and I mean you see some Oh you know, well I'm, I'm taking 10 mega vanavar 20 mega halo uh, and you know 10 mega windstraw and, and this and this and this is like, so for fuck's sake, just, just pick one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. Now, w- would there be a time in your mind that trend E
1: would be preferable? I think so. comes into a lot depends on the individual and how well they tolerate the drug. Um, the the big thing I have against trend is that even though you may not experience side effects with trend, it is doing damage and that damage will build um, both physically and mentally. Um, and so in all cases, trend is probably the drug in our arsenal that needs the most respect. And unfortunately it's probably the one that has the least
0: trend. And you know what too, I would say, I would say, in contest prep, Halo would be right up there. Any of the, oros, yeah, it just I doesn't get, get the overused.
1: use in the same length of period of time. Does okay. it? I mean, most sure. people drop Halo in for a couple of weeks, whereas trend can be in for a 16 week prep for a You're, while.
0: You are right about that. That is for sure.
1: Um, I've seen use, and use, and I've, I've done it myself in, in powerlifting pre-comp cycles. Uh, it is a very effective strength drug, and as a result, it can be very useful there. Uh, I'm not a fan of it off season, though I know a lot of guys do. Yeah. And I know a lot of guys feel that Trend is good for a lean bulk. I disagree. Um, but again, you know, where you see probably where you see Trend Nth most popular is in situations where the user wants some leeway with diet or want some leeway with training consistency. Mm,
0: I could see that. Yeah. There's
1: there's no denying it. You know, trend will cover holes in your diet. Trend will cover holes in your training. Yeah. And you'll still get the desired effect you want from what you're doing. So, and, and that's one of the reasons why it's so popular. I mean, apart from the fact that it is so powerful is the fact that you can get away with being a lazy ass shit to some degree when you're on trend. Yeah,
0: to and ex- I mean, to, to the short term, you know, and then the long term. Yeah, there's a, there's a you know, then those, those you know, how many stuff people you do know up. that
1: they'll use trend for a pre-holiday bulk stra slash cut? Yeah, Um because they don't really want to knuckle down on the diet, and they want to still be able to get away with a bit of this and a bit of that, and and trend will allow you to do that. It, you know, it will compensate for for holes in in your other areas of your preparation, i.e., your food and your your training. Yeah. Uh, so you do see it there you can get moralistic about it and say well it shouldn't be done like that and, it, and well, but how is any of us to say well you can use trend for this but you can't use it for that, it's down to the individual yeah uh, just as long as they're aware of the risks they take, that's the only downside of it you know, I mean it, it it is quite frankly it's toxic as fuck um, but at the same time it is very very powerful and that's a difficult argument to win when you've got a drug that can quite literally transform physiques with nowhere near the same amount of effort you would have if you were just using test and mask. sure
0: now i i think for me and i, I may have told this story before um i had run commercially made trend ace for the first time i ran it along with probe and i believe it was 100 test 75 trend every other day 100 test probe Uh, along with trend ACE. And and at the time it was manufactured 75 milligrams per milliliter. Um, later I learned how to, how to use the, uh, the, the finna, the, the, uh, what are they? The little finna carts, the little tablets or the, the pellets. I mean, learned how to make my own trend. And, uh, I started that low because I, I found I had had side effects dosing that previous cycle. Like I remember having real intense, uh, Night sweats, crazy dreams, crazy insomnia, which then led to me feeling kind of like not the best during the day because I wasn't getting good sleep. Um, I remember being really strong on it, too, but not feeling good, you know, and I, I think like nowadays, man. I want to, I want myself or anybody I work with, my thought is to feel good while you're on a cycle, you know, it feel like you're in a good place mentally, feel happy, you know, that way you can push and be stronger and eat all your food and be relaxed and get a good night's sleep, you know, all that stuff. I mean, obviously that's not always going to be the case toward the end of a prep, but you know, in general, you should feel decent. So the next time I ran trend, I started at really low and I started at like 25 milligrams every other day. And I actually, I saw a response from it, okay? And I slowly built that up. And I was like, okay, I'll go to like 35, 40, however I could you know, figure that out, drawing it back. And I did that for a little while. I was like, yeah, this is fine too. And I went to 50 and I was fine. And I found that by ramping it up like that, I think I eventually did get to 100. And eventually I did get kind of like some anxiety from it and I backed it off again. But I found that by slowly increasing that dose versus just slamming it in, it made a huge difference in, in the side effects for me. Like I, I was able to tolerate it. I got used to it. There was never a point where I felt like I was just flooded with androgens and, and you know, greatly mentally impacted.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, there's every something that's said to 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 sort of gradually build doses up. Uh, I, I'm not so much if if it doesn't cause the same impacts or just more. You don't have time to adjust to those impacts.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm sure too. Like I'm talking mental wise and and like mm-hmm. side effects like sleep and stuff like that. But I'm all the stuff you're talking about about it being a like a toxic chemical to our bodies that doesn't change that. You know,
1: no. I mean, we, you know, God, there's, you know, there's so many things we do that are toxic to our bodies. So I see it's not that, um, I, you know, should people run trend? It's well, down to them. It's their choice. I don't yeah. personally like it. I don't see it having that greater benefit over other compounds, particularly for growth. Um, but it's a decision that people have to make individually but they can only make that decision if they're fully aware of what the drug does inside the body Um, and and that's my only standpoint on it but yeah I mean I think for most cases of the applications where we would think of trend being used Ace is probably going to be the better one for for, for those sort of scenarios but uh, you know definitely a baseline with N sometimes with Ace laid over the top is not a bad idea I've done it with Decker and MPP as well uh, and that, that works really nicely too
0: yeah yeah we got a couple of comments here. Leo had mentioned uh, he competed on Primo and Anivar, no master on Trend or Halo. Uh, you know, and and that's a question I think that comes up. You know, do you have to have Trend in order to compete? Man, I'll I'll say you know a big no to that. And then um, mm. okay, and then check this out. Uh, big Tony says, uh, have you guys used Trend Base? Have you ever used that,
1: Dave? Because that's like no Esther, right? The closest I've got is methylated turen. Um Oh yeah. I've used I've used M-tren. Um, Was that an injectable? But I've not used it. Yes, yes, yes. Oh wow. Yes. <sighs> two two milligrams per mil. Yeah. That's. Uh, that's to be gonna... honest, I didn't get a great deal off it. Yeah. Um And I, I pushed it not stupidly high, but I did. I pushed it as high as four milligrams pre-workout, and I didn't really get much from it. Huh, no kidding. I used but I didn't really get much from Trent either when I ran Trent. I didn't find it particularly anything above and beyond anything else.
0: Okay, I used the Oral, uh, Methyltren, middle of summer. Mm-hmm. And I got, I got, like, heat streak <laughs> on that stuff, man. It was bad. You man. should have thrown
1: some DMP in as well. <laughs>
0: I do, I've done that, too, in the middle of summer, working in, like, hot warehouses. Not a good move.
1: You muppet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, hey, listen, let's move on here because um, we have, and this is presented to you by Crosslands.org.uk. We've got drugs in the news. Yeah, you knew it. That's where the music comes in. So this one was brought to us by our very own David uh, Stanley, uh, Robin Reliant Crossland. (laughs) This was, it uh, was actually
1: sent to me by a client. Uh, um, I can't remember who sent it me now. Uh, okay. So I apologize to the client, whoever it was that sent it me.
0: <laughs> this is a, just a little story wow. here. Little story to us. Big story to the guy that it happened to. Uh, and this is you guys over in the UK. A press release here. Uh, PT jailed for sales of anabolic, uh, excuse me, just sales of steroids and unlicensed medicines online. So this mm-hmm. dude, let's see, what did they have here? It was, uh, 30, they sentenced, sentenced him to 31 months in prison uh, for selling and supplying unlicensed and prescription medicines together with anabolic steroids, which are scheduled as Class C under misuse of drugs regulations. Neil Hone was also found guilty of money laundering around 80,000 pounds. Whew. This guy's in trouble, huh? 31 months.
1: Yeah,
0: just over two and a half years. It now, uh, for anybody who's just tuning in and hasn't watched the show before, we know that Dave is an expert witness, meaning that he does a lot of court cases, and, and oftentimes to determine whether uh, somebody who was caught with steroids was in possession of them for sales or for recreation, or excuse me, for personal use. Um, it sounds like he could have used you on his side for this, Dave. You could have uh, defended him.
1: Well, yeah, Um, it sounds like it's a website scenario. It sounds like they've tracked a website. Um, I would suspect that the £80,000 would have been over a period of time rather than at the point at which they they seized. Okay. Um, They'd probably been able to track some of the website traffic and and work out how much he was selling. Um, Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, just how it is. With with, with stereo supply cases, you pretty much always will see a money laundering charge in there as well. Because Mm. obviously the money that they've got has not been earned legitimately and has not had tax paid on it. Um, The usual format for someone of that scenario is that they'll book the money as online training, online coaching, Mm. um, and try and clean it up that way. So that's the usual approach for someone that's a PT that's selling. Uh, But I'm assuming that when they say other medications, they're going to be referring to stuff like um, tamoxifen and Clomid and ACG and and, and, and and Yeah, yeah they're normal ancillary drugs that we use. That'll be what they'll be referring to as other medications. Yeah. Vanish um, Strange, you've got two, two and a half years and one month. Um, so I guess there's a tack on there for something. Hmm. Uh, I think that'll be an accumulative sentence charge what would,
0: be a, what would be a normal sentence for like the outside of that one month is this a normal sentence for something like this
1: it varies
0: so wildly
1: um i've i seen cases with guys who really weren't moving a great deal at all um hmm. in reality they, they, they made a lot of noises um but they the, the actual evidence of you know moving any substantial level of drugs was quite low and they've ended up with three to four years and then I, i've seen guys with equally easy as much financial as this and more yeah and they've walked away with non-custodial so that it, it's an area in sentencing within the uk that's very open to interpretation yeah. and one of the issues with that is because there's not a huge number of cases to to go against okay so whereas like cocaine supply for argument's sake, you know there'll be somebody in court in every region probably every day of the week on a cocaine supply charge of some nature sure. um you know it, it's a very high, highly trafficked drug there's a lot of people that do it and as a result there's a high turnover of cases running through the court which means the court always has a previous example to review that it's probably going to be quite similar to the case they're looking at from a point of view of value or amount or duration or whatever it may yeah. be. Because we don't see huge numbers of steroid cases going through, there isn't really that many that are familiar to another case. They all tend to be quite unique in their, their quantity or their value. And as a result, you, the, the, the sentencing is, is very random. Um, and and very much all over the place because they don't have a benchmark to work it against. Mm, yeah. So a lot would depend on on the area in which they were caught. A lot would depend on how the case was presented. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've only got a very small overview here. If he'd been trading certain for say three years, mm-hmm. uh, and they could only prove a certain period of trading at eighty thousand, then. There would be, you know, strong grounds for a longer sentence than if someone who'd only been trading six months and done 80 graph. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: I just looked for him on Facebook. I wanted to find his picture. I thought maybe like we would be friends with him or something because he was like part of the industry, but I can't find him.
1: The the thing is, there's so many people who sell gear. Um Even just, you know, they get it from a a seller and they buy a bit extra and sell it to the mates just to try and cover the cost of their own a little bit. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a a big network. Um, And, well, I mean, what? I don't think we'll probably see more than 10 dozen cases a year in the UK. Okay. Of prosecution. Or of anything that's noticeable prosecution anyway yeah <laughs> i don't think we see i don't see huge numbers and i usually hear about a case one way or another
0: yeah well it's a small country um, over there you can drive yeah, of it is. yeah I mean, we're you can drive from one end of uh england to the other in about 30 minutes from what i understand 45
1: if traffic's bad
0: yeah 45 if traffic's bad yeah, yeah, okay yeah. yeah and if you guys had like an actual like a freeway 15 tops right if you
1: had electricity it would be amazing yeah yeah i i've heard a rumor that next year we're actually going to get indoor toilets
0: you're kidding me dude
1: wait. only in the posh houses though
0: you're kidding you're joking you're making that up i no.
1: you had so, me going for a minute be, there i think it'll be a few years of me still wandering to the bottom of the garden and <laughs> hovering over the hole. yeah <laughs> Uh, before I eventually get an indoor water closet But um, yes I, I do believe we may even have Indoor running water next year
0: People liked the last episode They said that we were funny I was funny Matt came by today because to, Just to say hi to Christmas Cabbage
1: And so he should Christmas and check Cabbage this out. is the star of the show
0: Shannon says uh, Dave's accent is how I get My uh, How I get any culture in my life I agree <laughs> This is like some sort of very sophisticated uh British program that we're doing here. This is like an international oh, yeah. international podcast, guys. Big time.
1: Jesus, your 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 culture experience must be very, very low if you're cultured <laughs> by me. <laughs> All
0: right. I got a bunch of questions here, including but not limited to this one. I don't even know what it is offhand. Uh, question using insulin needles for trt dose uh decrease uh infection and in scar tissue
1: decrease scar tissue i'll have no impact on infection whatsoever that's a cleanliness issue it's not the size of a needle issue
0: yeah
1: or I a mean, volume I suppose you could argue. yeah i suppose you could argue that a larger needle has potential for slightly greater risk of infection because of a larger bunch of wound. But don't think it will pan out to anything in reality. Um, obviously, injection frequency will play into um, the greater risk of infection. The more you pierce your skin, the Man. more chance you are at some point of having an infection. But no scar tissue, yes, sir. So slim pins will will definitely um, reduce scar tissue.
0: Scott Stevenson, who is an actual doctor, said, "I walked across the UK in 95 minutes when I was there last."
1: No, that was body power you walked across in 95 minutes, Scott. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. What else do we got here? Anyway,
1: um, he needs to get over. I haven't seen him for ages. I'm not bothered about you coming. You're a tosspot. But it'd be nice to see Scott again. When
0: Obviously, I come over, I'm not leaving. Scott. I'm not leaving. No, I don't. You know, I want, when I come over, I want I'm staying. Scott,
1: not pretend Scott. You're just pretend Scott. Pretend Scott? Yeah, I want real Scott. Scott Scott. Scott <laughs>
0: Uh, question for the fellas. Okay, I have no clue what he means. He's got two questions. I have zero clue what this means, so I'm hoping you do, Dave. What do you guys think of disclosure, and why would they abduct normies over us absolute units? Are we just getting too old to understand what the fucking kids are saying, Dave?
1: Right. When you guys think of disclosure. Is that a movie? Why would they have built normies over as absolute unit? I fucking got a clue.
0: I don't know either. I was gonna I was relying on you for this one.
1: Oh god, hang on, right. So what's the second one? Well, for fellas that haven't run a first penned cycle, is PCT acquired the same ways as it easy than books to get a hold of? uh PCT can be a little bit easier uh but not not significantly so and usually your anabolic supplier will supply your pct
0: dude over here it's hard to get hcg is it yeah it's that hard to get seems
1: to be a drug it. that that comes in and out of vogue um so you'll you'll have shitloads for a while and it'll be dead easy and then all of a sudden it'll dry up and it'll be like rocking or shit Oh, um, another one. That's another one that seems to be easy. Then suddenly get hard. Um, but most steroid suppliers will have access to your PCT meds.
0: Yeah. Here in the U S too. Um, there's the research, research sites for people that are doing research and they always carry all that stuff too. I don't, excuse me. I don't always trust those companies. Uh, but you know that is something a lot of people use. So on his first question, we got some feedback here from both Scott, who once again is a doctor, so I think he's probably right about this, and Shannon agrees with him. Um, he's talking about alien abduction, I think, and that's, that's what uh, Shannon has said as well. So why would okay. they abduct normal people versus... First of all, that tractor beam they use, There is no way that tractor beam is picking Dave up. There's that. They would have to have two tractor beams. Hang on.
1: Is that one of your usual underhand ways to say I'm a fat fucker?
0: You're a big guy. In fact, I refrained last week when we did the story about you falling from your mother's womb onto the kitchen floor. I refrained, but now I'm going to pull those punches back out. How much did you weigh as a baby? I wonder because you're a big guy. I have to imagine you were like 27 pounds that that first day.
1: I was eight pounds something, but I was six, four or six weeks premature.
0: Oh, no kidding. Mm. Okay. I thought you were going to say you were six four. You're like, I was eight pounds when I was six
1: four. (laughs) Probably six four in my life.
0: Just just filled out.
1: (laughs) Um,.
0: So yeah, why don't the aliens take us?
1: How do you know they don't?
0: Is there a story you want to tell us about, Dave? Is there anything that's happened to you?
1: No, but I mean, at the end of they... the day, if somebody's abducted, they go missing, right? They maybe? don't necessarily return them. So Yeah, you know, maybe. How many how many bodybuilders have gone missing?
0: Do we know? I think there's the thing too, though, where like They say that, like, you could just space out and lose a little bit of time.
1: And then there's the other thing, okay. But you got abducted. You You see what I'm saying? Yeah, but do you really want to abduct someone that's going to be moaning that he hasn't got his Tupperware with him and when's his next meal coming and when can he train and he needs to take his shot? But it's not simpler just to get an average person who doesn't give a shit about all that crap and just want, you know, stick a tube in and feed and play with them and then throw them back out again.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is true. Plus, there's that whole tractor beam thing that I mentioned at the beginning. For all those reasons, I think they'd they would they'd prefer normal people. Yeah, but do they use tractor beams? There's a weight limit on the tractor beam, Dave.
1: Or, or do they fly down really low with like a, a bucket scoop on the front and just scoop you up? That's possible. Or is it is it Star Trek teleport shit?
0: That's what I'm wondering. I don't know. But you guys asked the wrong podcast I think we didn't even know what the question was we needed our listeners to help us understand that alright what else do we have here uh, great show show guys I really like Scott uh, I had a comment question <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: great show guys I really like Scott <laughs> Scott Stevenson you mean.
0: Uh, he didn't say that part I just I could infer that's what he meant Uh, I've noticed, okay, okay, this is an interesting one. I've noticed that my eyesight seems to be getting noticeably worse since I started gear a few months ago. Then I noticed many coaches and enhanced athletes wear glasses. Dave and I are both wearing glasses now, in case you're listening on the audio. I'm aware that aromatase inhibitors affect eyesight, but I haven't uh, taken any. Does gear directly affect eyesight?
1: Oestrogen does have an impact on eyesight, but as far as I'm aware, it's only related to low levels. Um, I would suspect that if there is an impact, it would possibly be more down to side effects like blood pressure Mm. rather than an actual direct anabolic impact on the eyesight. Though the clever bloke that watches us might be able to answer this one, the real Scott. Can the real Scott please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. No. Wait. He's silent. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait,
0: wait, wait. Because it was really funny. You deserve some applause on that one. Did I make a joke? Yeah, you were being really funny doing the whole Eminem
1: thing. That was good. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't got a fucking clue.
0: <laughs> I think you make a you bring up a valid point though. You know, that doesn't sound like a common thing, but blood pressure is. And blood pressure could cause issues with vision. There is that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean there's also stuff like blood glucose levels. Um yeah. you know, yeah. there the, the is there is some crossover there as well. So there could be a second reaction there, away from the obvious effects of estrogen. So yeah, it's it's unfortunately beyond my knowledge, I'm afraid. Okay.
0: But, hey, what about he goes to the doctor, get some labs done, see where he's at, get his blood pressure checked if he's not checking it regularly anyway, you know? Do, do a little digging because it could be triggering from something else, you know?
1: I mean, I'm blind because my family's blind. It's it's a hereditary poor eyesight in my family. It's got nothing to do with, well, I very much doubt it's anything to do with anabolics, to be honest.
0: I wear glasses just because it makes me look smarter. I don't really need these, just so you know,
1: Dave. Well, it couldn't make you look dumber.
0: I don't need these at all. See, I could do the rest of the show without glasses.
1: Oh, nice. that's what we're doing. Right, fine. Right. I, I, I can't even see.
0: I just fucked everything up. <laughs> I fucked everything up here. I did, too. There's, like, windows popping up. Um. All right. I'm going to skip this one for right Scott, now. Scott, where are you going? I'm over here, Dave. I'm over here. <laughs> Cabbage head checking in. Thoughts on using metformin to lower IGF to uh, qualify for growth hormone through my HRT clinic. Uh, would make sourcing HGH a lot easier. Thanks. Love the show. After that, Matt, you're going to have to figure out how to pay for that said growth hormone from your HTH, <laughs> from your TRT clinic, H-whatever clinic. Yeah, I got really confused there for a sec, but it is very expensive. Very expensive for, for pharmaceutical GH. We're talking like $1,000 a month to start. Maybe more. Ouch. Yeah, maybe your insurance will help to cover that, but most don't. Um, I mean, you can get it. I don't it.
1: think it's going to be I don't think it's gonna be a particularly successful ploy.
0: You can get it. You know, like most most clinics will write it. Ooh, did you did she bring you something? Well you
1: can get it over there fairly easy anyway, as long as you had enough dollar to pay for it.
0: That's what it comes down to. Um But the the, 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 the testing is kind of subjective from what I hear. And they can pretty much prescribe it to anyone. Um being able to pay for it on the other hand is a lot oh he said uh oh i can afford uh uh it's about 240 dollars for six weeks after insurance okay huh so how do we get his levels low enough that he qualifies dave how do we trick the system You could try it right he could try it he could try it and then get his own labs pulled uh, You know, check for
1: yourself. Because I don't know if it's going to be that that impacting, not to the point where it would show as um, a deficiency. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I've never, I've never known anyone. I've never seen real world data to 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 sort of support it. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know the rejuvenation clinics are all about it now, uh metformin because it does lower IGF. And the thought is lower IGFs increase, improve longevity. So okay. obviously not good for bodybuilding, but good for living longer. Okay.
1: Cake does
0: that. Cake does the opposite of improved longevity. No it,
1: doesn't. no, it doesn't.
0: Cake makes you live longer. It makes you live happier.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if you're happier, you live longer.
0: If you're happier, you're content with the time you're there.
1: So but you, you live longer because you're happy. When if you're miserable because you don't have cake, you die sooner.
0: Hmm. That's a good point. And it's so all with you science. not
1: giving me you cake, you're killing me. So you're a murderer.
0: It's all science, too, pretty much. Hmm? You, guys make, <laughs> you guys make my Monday, especially Scott. Quick question if you guys can fit it in. <laughs> coming out of a contest prep when trying to build the metabolism back up with the goal of adding muscle but staying as lean as possible is there any real benefits to periodic overfeeding high carb refeeding or cheat meal day if you're already in somewhat of a caloric surplus
1: no agreed i would reverse diet coming out of the show I know everybody wants to have a splurge because they've been restricted for so long and you want your donuts and cake and everything else. But at the end of the day, if you're going to manage that rebound and you want to get the most out of that rebound from a growth point of view, then a reverse diet is, to me, you will extend that window by so much by managing your increases and just progressively bringing the food up rather than a you know, I've gone from 2,000 calories to 4,000 calories overnight situation. Yeah.
0: I you Here's what I think, Dave. James here, who asked the question, I think he was looking for a green light from us to tell him that it would be very beneficial if every few days you ate a bunch of donuts and some pasta and you threw some that's, cakes. That's um,
1: beneficial for me.
0: But I think that's I he, he was looking for that green light where we told him you should do that it would be the best thing for your bodybuilding. Sorry, James, we're not gonna. Uh,
1: Unfortunately, what you'll find is your initial inroads into high G days or or high carb days is a massive amount of fullness and increased vascularity and you'll look bigger and you'll probably even look leaner. And that will last on and off three, four, five weeks. And then all of a sudden it will stop and you will literally feel like you've got fat overnight.
0: Yeah, yeah, it happens.
1: Where if you're progressively bringing the food up, keeping it clean, keeping it tight, small increases week on, week out, you will find that you will stay lean, you will grow, uh, and also you will not have horrendous water rebounds and all the rest of it that comes with those big binges post shop. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you've died for 12, 16, whatever weeks it is, and, and it's only natural you're going to want some form of blowout. Just try and be a little bit in control of it.
0: Here we go. Now, this is one we missed the previous week, I think. Female competitor, close to getting her pro card, but has a propensity to store and has uh, trouble losing that last bit of thigh fat. My understanding is that females store fat in this area due to hormones and biological reasons. Could I lower her estrogen short term in prep via an AI or something in an attempt to pull more from her thighs? I'm getting uh, points deductions for her midsection being too peeled but have trouble showing tie-ins. Um, she is on very low dose test year round and would be running 10 milligrams of Anavar through prep.
1: This sounds like she's figure Then, if he's losing points for being overly conditioned in the stomach. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, yeah. In theory, reducing estrogen is going to help with this, um, whether it's going to offset to such an extent that you can keep the midsection a little bit softer and make the legs harder. You're only going to way to find out is really try it and see. Um, you may find that she just naturally stays leaner in the midsection. Uh, and that may be a continual issue in getting a lower half into condition that you need that a midsection will always be tighter than you want it to be. Uh, but definitely, um, Laurie is gonna help with fat storage in those areas, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be a case of talking and see. I'm afraid there's there's no hard and fast. Yes, it's definitely gonna help, particularly when you're saying that she's already over conditioned in the midsection.
0: Here's my thought, and this is something that I've dealt with a bunch. So, um, for starters, what he's describing is what I would describe in every female I've ever worked with. In order to get her lower half lean, you just have to keep pushing. And yes, her upper body is going to get a lot harder than her lower body. But then through the end and how you fill her back out, that's how you balance it back out. So that's going to have to get harder. It's going to have to, and it's in some cases going to be like, I don't know what, what to put it as percentage, but like much, much higher percentage of leanness in the upper body than the lower body. And then you have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And in that push, the upper body will keep getting leaner, but you can balance that back out later. The key is, is to do what it takes. Diet her down. Don't worry about her stomach getting leaner. Don't worry about any of that in the prep because you can fill that back out. You can soften her back up. And that's where having like that fine nuanced ability as a coach really comes in because you have to be able to create that balance through the nutrition. Now, in order to get that leanness and to get that hardness in the lower body, you can use antiestrogens. Because she is on test, uh, she could use a low dose of an AI like Arimidex or Aromacin, but I would first go to Novadex. You know, we've talked about Novodex before and in males, Novodex is a great PCT med and it's great for uh, you know helping with gyno. In females, it's a completely different animal. It's a great tool for fat loss. Now, you have to keep in mind there are going to be side effects that go along with that. Um, her period's probably already stopped if she's this far into prep. And she's pushing this. Well, she's hard. on the
1: test all year round. Oh, she's not having a period. Yeah, thank you.
0: I was going to say, but if it didn't by yeah. then, the Novodex is going to really, you know, screw her cycle up. Novodex is going to definitely, uh, it, it's going to have a strong effect on her natural hormones. But you will be able to to get that down. And traditionally, I started around eight weeks out, uh, ten milligrams, and then we may push it up to twenty milligrams of Novodex. Along with that, a very low dose of AI you know, maybe a couple times a week uh to to help with that. But Novadex is freaking outstanding for what he's talking about. What'd you take there, Dave? What was that?
1: Uh, antibiotic.
0: Why are you taking antibiotics?
1: I've had a little bit of an infection in my foot.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like to talk yeah,
1: about so it? you will be. The, the other thing, going back to that, is I'm curious as to is she – a little bit lower muscle mass in a, in a lower body as well, because mm. the other approach to this, is the more muscle you have down there, the, the quicker you're going to come in condition-wise.
0: That's true, too.
1: So if she's a bit lower muscle mass on the lower limbs, then bringing that up is going to also help with the condition in the lower half. And the other thing is, like you said, but a slightly different twist on that, is... If she's never been lean or properly lean in the lower half, once you get her there and get her lean for the first time, she will actually maintain that condition and return to it much easier the second time round.
0: Sure, yeah. So it, it,
1: it may just be a case of, you know, get her shredded and then back her off from that, like you said, but the, the other effect is that once you've lost that back for the first time, it will come off much easier in future cuts.
0: Supplements Christmas Cabbage Fan Club checking in for the algorithm. What's your favorite supplement at the moment, Scott? He doesn't care about what you take, Dave. Do you get that? Do you catch that? Hmm.
1: That's why you picked this question.
0: Why? Let me ask you, Dave, because I don't think this was fair. Dave, what's your favorite supplement at the moment? Cheesecake. I know he's gonna say that, guys.
1: You asked. I don't take
0: any. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, I don't have one either. Right oh, now. no,
1: I lie. I lie. Um, I take um, a small amount of protein powder with my oats in the morning. So I would say really because that's the only supplement I'm running, it would be that. Okay.
0: I'm just taking health supplements, Dave. You know, Does Anivir count? I just did yeah.
1: No, Anivar doesn't count as a health supplement, Scott. Neither does Oxy or Tren or any of the other shite you've stuck in your body this week. (laughs) Um, Ashwagandha is definitely a a very good product. I've I've used Ashwagandha to help support my kidneys quite a lot. Um, Yeah, I I like like that. Um, I like creatine, very old school, but uh, still a good solid sup and a lot of data to support that. The basic vitamins and minerals are always handy. Um, no harm in any of them either. Beyond that, I'm probably a bit shit on the supplement sides, really.
0: You know what? I am taking something new. I'm, I'm using a GDA. I can't remember everything that's no. in it, but berberine is part of it.
1: I like GDAs. I've got to admit, I'm a big fan of GDAs. Yeah,
0: I've uh, always I had... use a
1: lot of GDAs with clients.
0: I, I've always had pretty decent insulin sensitivity, but i you know I think I mentioned the other week that I'm realizing that post covid my insulin resistance is really high, and uh I'm going to the doctor later this week to figure that out, see where my numbers are but um yeah i I've been having issues uh so it seems to be helping
1: yeah no i'm I'm a big fan of managing your own your own Insulin sensitivity rather than using insulin, and and I am a big fan of GDAs, I must admit.
0: What else do we have here for the algorithm? Thank you. 31 years old, going to get blood test for test levels, considering using TRT for a couple of years now. Should I go to the doctor for TRT, TRT clinic, or use UG sources? I'm uninsured and worried about cost of medication.
1: From a financial point of view, you're not going to get better bang for your buck than UG uh, just because it works out so cheap. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. I mean, I, I I buy a bottle of test and it lasts me eight, nine months. Yeah. So, you know, and just 30 quid for nine months worth of TRT. That's pretty good. It's not morning, it's afternoon.
0: Dude, Dave made me do this. It's morning. Somebody said good morning to us. Nathan did. It's morning time here. Dave made me record really early today, guys. So if this isn't the best show.
1: Why did I make you record really early, Scott?
0: Because you're busy?
1: No, because I have to go to Bradford to do some cancer treatments. Oh, The old man is struggling. He's on his last legs and I needed to rearrange things so I could get over there today and do some hydration for him because he's struggling to drink and he's very, very severely dehydrated. You? You're not that old, Dave.
0: Oh, you're talking about a guy that you... Okay. Oh, we better wrap this up pretty quick then. I don't want (laughs) to... I don't want to keep this guy waiting. This show is not as important as treating a guy. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's morning in Merca. Uh, well, you need to change the clocks. It's wrong.
0: What else do we? Greenwich
1: Mean Time is the only time that counts.
0: We'll try to whip through Down these foreigners. next ones. All right, uh, we'll make this one quick because we answer his questions all the time. Question for the next podcast: uh, When do you take when do you take your first dose of AI at the beginning of a cycle? When, do you take your AI right away, Dave, or do you do you suggest waiting until your? I generally,
1: up? I generally am a fan of lower test bases anyway, so I will generally leave the AI out unless I know there's a need yeah. for about two three weeks, and then I'll do a quick estrogen test and and see where we are and base it off that. Okay. Um, so I'd normally start with um, uh, no AI, three weeks in, test, see where estrogen is, and then start to calculate the AI use from that point, unless I've got someone who I know has severe estrogen sensitivity. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's fair enough. One more. Um, from DM here. Actually, I have a question for you and Dave, if you get it on the next week, please. By the way, guys, if you want to ask questions, comment below in the YouTube feed. We'll take them for the next episode. Um, Is there anything we can do, take to sleep faster? He works 13, 14 hours a day, plus studying PT and trying to run an Instagram fitness page, designing multimedia. And I'm on prep. So he's got a lot of shit to do, and he says, "So I'm lucky if I get four hours." GHB. Whew. Somebody wanted us to make that a topic one day.
1: Gamma hydroxybutane Um, it's the only thing I can think of that's going to put him in REM like instantaneously. Um, got to be careful with this shit. It's a bit addictive. Um, really bad
0: advice. The- really, the worst. It's <laughs> ad- the worst advice, Dave. <laughs>
1: Why? It's brilliant stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I mean, you could look at stuff like meditation, things like that, to try and, you know, put yourself into a better position quicker. Uh, obviously, watch stimulant use, particularly back end, especially if you're training late. Um it, it's difficult, and if you've got a lot going on, I, I would suspect that when you're going to bed, your brain's going into overdrive trying to remember everything you've got to do. So the way I combat stuff like that, and these are just practical tips, not chemical drug tips, is, is I use a notebook. And I, I write down in my little notebook everything I've got to do. That, so when I finish in the office, if I'm not going straight to bed, then anything that comes in after that point on my phone goes in the notebook, yeah. So that I've got a record of it for the next morning, and then I don't have to spend all night going, right, I've got to remember to do this, got to remember to do that. Because I just put it in the notebook, and then that way I can forget about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's a, you know, you can look at GABA, you can look at um, melatonin, you can look at a load of different compounds in regards to improving sleep quality. But for speed of sleep, really, it's about calming your mind as fast as you can. Look at that. And if you, you, if you don't want to go a chemical route, then the other thing is going to be mind management, which comes down to stuff like, like meditation.
0: Laser says, melatonin and GABA as an injectable puts me to sleep pretty quickly. You ever hear that?
1: Mm. No, I've never seen it as an injectable. Uh, you've got uh, sleep peptide as well, have you? DSIP or whatever it's called, deep sleep-inducing peptide or something. Yeah, yeah or sleep-inducing deep... I can't remember how you say it, but uh, there's that as well as as a potential option. Um, It would depend on what's limited. Has he only got four hours because that's all he's allowed, as in his schedule is allowing him for time, which if it is, he needs to do something about that because that's going to be very unhealthy. Yeah. Um, Or is it just that he's taking so long to get to sleep, he's only getting four hours?
0: I think based off of everything he's saying he's doing during his day, he only has four hours
1: so it's gonna break
0: yep i agree i think that uh you know what this this is a point where you could say uh this is this is what you could consider being abusive of your body and Mm -hmm. you can do it for a period of time until like you said dave until it breaks I think we all have to go through a phase of learning that lesson, but you will find that if you don't get adequate sleep, you don't function optimally, it'll take you longer to get things done. So my thought would be better management, meaning deciding what the most important thing is in your life right now. You're gonna have to possibly even consider cutting one of these activities out. 13, 14 hours worth of work plus studying PT and trying to run an Instagram fitness page and he's on prep it's too many things that's what it comes down to it's just too many things
1: ultimately you're going to do several of those things poorly rather than do one of those things very very well so exactly uh, yeah it's going to be it is an incredibly impossible balancing act is that
0: yeah yeah and i think we're in a culture where we're we're taught to, you know, fuck sleep. We're taught to do more. We're taught to grind. Uh, you know what I mean?
1: You've got, you've got to be a member of the 5 a.m. club. And yeah, it has its merits. There's no denying the 5 a.m. club does have its merits, but it just means that you're going to bed at 9 a.m., 9 p.m., sorry. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're getting up early, but you're going to bed early. It's what works for you in your day. Um, I mean, I, I am a big fan of getting up early. I do like it, but uh, I'm in bed for nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't you cannot burn the candle at both ends. At some point, you will burn your fingers. It's just as simple as that.
0: Yeah, I think that, yeah, hopefully he'll figure that out. And I, you know, you only have so much time, so you can only meditate. I mean, meditation, like you said, I think that's a great idea. But if he doesn't have time for it, you got to make time, I guess, is the point, right? You, know,
1: you, you only need 10 minutes if you really, I mean, a 10, 15 minute meditation session can do a world of good for calming your brain pre- prior sleep um, or anything else for that matter. But it's about creating that habit of using it. Uh, yeah. And even, I mean, I use it, but I still drop out the habit from times because I get busy and then I have to physically force myself back into the habit
0: yeah priming yourself for sleep is uh it, it's a process too so you can't just like go from and i've done that before dude my worst sleep was when i was going through my divorce and i just was like fuck it i'm just gonna bury myself into my work and i had a ton of clients and i was podcasting non-stop i'd be sitting here at my desk And I'd take like Benadryl because I couldn't fall asleep and eventually it would kick in and I'd be typing and then my fingers would stop on the keys and I'd look at my screen. I'd like come to and there'd be like E all the way across the screen. I had the worst sleep then and that's when I started sleepwalking. It was a wreck, dude. It was bad. Um, But to get the thing is you
1: you. You get into a situation as well where you get overtired and then you just cannot sleep because you are so programmed to run that sort of level and you just find a constant fatigue creeps in. Yeah, yeah. Everything loses its quality because you just constantly got an edge of tiredness attached to it.
0: Do research about if you miss one hour of sleep per night, how that affects your reaction time during the day. There's there's Mm -hmm. studies on that. There's stuff that'll show you just how impacted you are and you may not even realize it. Dave made me get up early today, by the way, guys. You made me get up early to do this podcast. Thank God we're done.
1: We are done. So for another week, (laughs) fuck off, Scott. All right, sir. All right, guys. Yes, very much so.
0: We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you hanging out, watching the show with us. And uh, Dave, believe it or not, I appreciate you, too.
1: No, it's my pleasure, sir. And I will have to bounce because I desperately need a piss.
0: Guys, for another episode of Drugs and Stuff with Dave Crossland, I'm Scott McNally. Check out truenutrition.com. Use our new code THINK. And, of course, go to crosslands.org.uk. Check out Dave over there. We'll see you guys. Thanks, Dave.